0: Hey guys, it's Nick. Before we get going today, I wanted to give you a few discount codes for the products we love and our show sponsors, so don't just turn this one off. If you're listening to this podcast, we at Hardwick Life... Want to reward you for your loyalty, so take 25% off of your order by using the code HardwickFF25, because after this long, we consider you friends and family. That's HardwickFF25 at Hardwick.life. It's like Hardwick.com, but that one was taken by a short company, so Hardwick.life is where you can find it. For 20% off at Bub's Naturals, dot com use the code hardwick 20 that's hardwick 20 at bubsnaturals.com and for 10 percent off at julian bakery use the code nick hardwick that's me at julianbakery.com again nick hardwick at julianbakery.com. now if you want to hear what i take daily and get some insight as to what you should take maybe stay tuned if not skip ahead about a minute and we will be into the show thank you all all right so you want to know what you should buy I take six of our Hardwick Life products every day. I originally started that company out of kind of selfish needs. I wanted to get access to the absolute highest-grade products in the world. Our supplements are pharmaceutical-grade, all of them. They've got unique delivery mechanisms, so you aren't just getting expensive urine. You're actually absorbing the products at a higher rate than cheaper store-bought supplements. I take Brain, Joint, Fuel, Phyto, Pump, and Neuro. Now, that may be a little extreme for you, but those are my jams. Now, I've done a lot of damage to my body. I need all of them. The brain and joint, they're kind of self-explanatory, right? Fuel is one of the only whey protein powders that I can take that doesn't upset my tummy. And we hear the same thing quite frequently from folks that don't process dairy all that well. That's because it's made from New Zealand grass-fed whey. New Zealand has the highest dairy standards in the world. There's a noticeable difference. in the flavor, it's pretty damn incredible. For a peri-workout drink, which peri-workout, you'll hear that term. It means around your workout. Or to add protein midday, I put two scoops of fuel with pump, which has three grams of creatine per per serving, 400 milligrams of ATP, which is the body's energy currency, and 95 milligrams of caffeine to get you all fired up. All of those, they allow you to do more work in the gym, getting better results. More work equals better results. Who would have thought? Seriously, you can work harder and have a lower rate of perceived exertion. And I like to add in FIDO, which has all of the necessary nutrients, vitamins, and minerals, along with this patented formula called True Brock, which contains glucoraphanin, which researchers at MIT are calling the fountain of youth, and lastly, I take neuro about an hour before bed. Dr. Andrew Huberman, a Stanford neuroscientist, of the Huberman Lab podcast and recent guest with Joe Rogan. I'm sure some of you listen to that guy. He's pretty awesome. Recommended in our third episode ever, we got him before he blew up, magnesium L3 and 8, as it's the only form of magnesium to cross the blood-brain barrier. And it increases levels of brain magnesium, and that leads to better cognition and a more robust memory. That's important. It also has a slight sedative effect to help you get to sleep. All right, I'm not going to bore you with more details. Get over Hardwick Life and use the code HARDWICKFF25 for 25% off. Now, you guys that have been following me for a while now know that I've used Bubs Naturals since the company's inception. I don't know, I may be their first ever ambassador. I know there's a lot of bigger names now that are promoting Bubs. The company is blown up and is thriving because many folks like me understand how great their product is. I take two scoops of their collagen protein and one scoop of the MCT oil powder daily with my morning coffee. Try it once. You're going to be hooked. It's unbelievably creamy. The collagen is also really a great way to sneak some protein into your kids' lives, too. It's unflavored, so you can add it into pancakes, oatmeal, mac and cheese, or juice. And they're not going to notice a thing. Use the code HARDWICK20 for 20% off. Lastly, before we get to the show, I want to tell you about my friends at Julian Bakery. This company, they've really got their act together. I believe most people could use more protein in their lives. It's got a very positive effect on satiety, brain signaling, and maintaining a healthy body weight. I recommend one gram of protein per pound of body weight. Please don't listen to Zach Efron's trainer, who on their show falsely ties too much protein to kidney failure and loss of bone density. And certainly don't go to the Game Changers propaganda documentary on Netflix for your science. Neither of these use actual science. There's a lot of kooks out there, folks. We're going to keep fighting the good fight. I love a variety of protein. Obviously, I've told you about our whey protein, Bub's collagen protein. And Julian Bakery's specialty, in my opinion, is their egg white protein powder. They come in ridiculous flavors like pumpkin pie, coconut, maple glazed donut. They blend easily. They're a great addition in the middle of the day. Use the code Nick Hardwick for 10% off. That's Nick Hardwick for 10% off. All right, that's enough. Let's get you back to the show. Love y'all. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Hardwick Life podcast. I'm Nick Hardwick, your host, Got a great guest today. I was on his podcast recently, the Sweat It Out podcast. His name is Josh Evans. Josh is one of the premier online fitness experts on the mindset behind getting and probably more importantly, staying in shape. As a coach, Josh has the rare ability to connect with a client through personal experiences, all while delivering complex ideas in a digestible manner so individuals can focus on taking action, leading to lasting positive change in their lives. In over 10 years as a fitness pro, Josh has helped everyone from soccer moms to world-class CEOs move well, feel better, look their best when no one else could help them do that. Josh's work has reached millions of people internationally over the years, shaping the way others think about their health, thrive in the midst of change, and realize their highest potential within themselves so that personal responsibility, productivity, and achievement become paramount you can find josh and follow him on all social media platforms at coach josh evans thanks for your time guys gonna enjoy this one here we go so josh back it up tell me where you're from give me give me your story i'm interested in learning because now you're doing obviously a fitness pro and helping people change and transform and reclaim their lives and it's super cool but how'd you get here
1: yeah, so I mean that's a great question. So I I grew up in northern New York, maybe like a hour and a half north of Syracuse. Uh grew up really un, unconfident kid. You know, I was really overweight. You know, I mean compared to obviously the type of weight that you're used to, right? It's nothing, but I was two thirty, <laughs> you know, in high school. <laughs> so it was uh, it was a big challenge for me. You know, I was I got bullied a lot as a kid. You know, and and luckily was able to like find myself through fitness. Right, a lot of a lot of the same thing, and what what you're doing right now, and, and what you're helping a lot of people go through as well. Uh, I was able to do for myself with a lot of good mentors, you know, with my high school football coach and and my the guy that ran our weight room, you know, or, or what you would consider a weight room, right? Kind of like a janky gym in the basement of my high school. But,
0: <laughs> yeah, they weren't they weren't as uh, as nice as they are now.
1: Yeah, no, but I was lucky to lucky to have him around, you know, and he took me under his wing and, and really showed me. Uh, you know how to lift weights and, and you know how to invest in myself and I was able to drop a, a bunch of weight going into you know graduating my senior year so I was building confidence that way and uh, had a teacher that told me hey listen you could get into physical therapy uh, if you wanted to you want to stay like in the exercise uh, science realm I was like okay well let me try that out I, I interned with uh, a local PT place in my town and I didn't really like that too much you know I mean as you- as you know, from playing sports, like the the rehabilitation side of things is not always the most exciting thing to do, right? And to tell us that to help people get through injuries, right? It's a pretty difficult thing to handle mentally yourself alone. It's a snail's pace. Right. It's
0: it's on the other end of the perspective or the spectrum, right? From high performance and helping people get to that next level. It's, you're taking people from really, and I I find all injuries are like a depressed state. I mean, you're, you can't do what you want to do. Your chemicals are all all going to heal that body part. And probably in like a standard PT clinic, you're not working with high performing athletes and trying to get them back to the field. More likely you're working with elderly and people hurt on the job site and that kind of deal, which is not super stimulating, I would
1: imagine having to rub that gel on like, you know, an old person's knee. I was just like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so she told me like, Hey, well, why don't you try, you know, my teacher uh, was like, Hey, why don't you try strength and conditioning? Like you get to work with athletes who really like sports. So, well, I did my undergrad at Syracuse. I think we talked about that for a little bit on, on the show yeah. it podcast. So, um, while I was there, got to, you know, intern under some really great strength coaches, uh, Will Hicks, who you know was a two-time straight the conditioning coach of the year, and and Hal Luther, who's now I, I think he's still with the Buffalo Bills. Now he went over when when Doug Marone went there. I was, I was working at Syracuse under Doug Marone when uh, when he was the head coach there, which is pretty Very interesting. Very cool. Yeah, so we had we had a lot of like uh, you know pro pro style coaches, Tyrone Wheatley, Rob uh, Rob Moore, a lot of guys. You know, it was, it was quite a fun squad to be on. And in terms of you know Syracuse, we were. A lot better than we are now, you know. So that was good going to I had some actual bowl games and getting to <laughs> what years were you there? Uh, 2009 to 2013. So, like the last couple of years of the Big East before, you know, that collapsed. Yeah. So, that was, you know, I mean, I grew up a big Big East fan, you know, like watching McNabb and Freeney and all those guys play. Was, oh, God, you know, yeah, God, yeah. There was some good, awesome yeah, good ball. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back in back in the day, not so much anymore, but. well hey at least least they they still they they have
0: have good good lacrosse
1: lacrosse. yeah great lacrosse i mean best best in the nation really you know when you talk about like the the life of a program anyone who who knows anything about lacrosse knows about syracuse um so it was great i got to do that and then i went to fau for grad school in uh, florida atlantic and boca raton pre-lane tiffin days uh and and got to work with the football players there baseball uh really had my hands in on a lot of different sports, which is nice. It was, I was able to kind of branch out and, and get to experience some other athletes other than football players, right. Um, still loved working with football, but you know, it was great to interact with, you know, tennis players and golfers and get to learn more about their personalities and everything. Uh, once I graduated, I wanted to stay in South Florida. So stop pursuing a career in strength and conditioning as you know, you know, it's a pretty competitive field, right? It's, Yes. It's not, it's not the easiest to work in. And I didn't really want to go to like, you know, Nebraska at the time and work for some three <laughs> school and work my way up for, you know, 20 grand a year. So I stayed in Miami, uh, started working for Equinox. Anyone who's listening or, or watching, uh, it's a big corporate, uh, gym all across the world, mainly in the U S uh, started working for them, really excelled pretty quickly and became a, a top hundred trainer within, Say yeah, at a Luna, um, <laughs> Top, top hundred trainer within the first year of working there and and was able to, you know, get onto the education team, help and train or coach uh, their trainers in order to, you know, be able to rise up the ranks and and learn more about the field. Did that for about three and a half years before I started my own thing in person and online and and now I'm fully online, been doing that for about a year and a half and it's been great. So back this up a little
0: bit because I want to get some of the juice out of what you got from these various strength coaches and some of the different experiences that you had. So take me to take me to Syracuse, strength and conditioning with Will Hicks and with Mm. Hal Luther. What are some of the nuggets? Well, yeah, what are some (laughs) of the nuggets that those guys gave you?
1: I mean, you know, I was pretty young then. So most of it was just, you know, I mean, they didn't really have me doing a ton with like the programming and all that yet, right? Right. Obviously, I was an intern. So a lot of cleaning wiping things down but you know the big things i learned were about you know showing up on time right the importance of showing up early most importantly and, and being present uh when you were there i mean you as you know like 5 a.m workouts are are a, a hell of a thing to have to go through let alone just sit there and watch other people go through um right. but but being present learning about you know how to take care of a weight room learning how to present yourself and really be a professional in the field of, you know, exercise or fitness or strength and conditioning, right? It was, it was huge just to kind of see how they interacted with the football players, even with the lacrosse players, cause they handle both. And, and it taught me that it was much more like coaching was, was a lot more than just the, you know, I mean, they probably tell you the same thing in football, right? More than just like X's and O's more than just write you what, what workouts you write down. How you actually get to know your athletes, how you get to know your clients, how you get to know the people that you're working with and and show them that you really care about them on a personal level more than just like, hey, go bench press or hit that squad and then I'll see you later. You know, right. it, was, it was pretty remarkable. And obviously, uh, you know, there's some of the best ranked coaches in the country. So it was it was great to be able to learn from them, learn their processes. Um, but again, I think the biggest things were, you know, how to be a, a true professional in the industry. Right. I really learned a lot from them. Uh, when it came to that early in my career.
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting when you bring up the X's and O's because you can have the most brilliant plan ever. But if you can't execute it, or if you can't get your people that are supposed to be doing it to buy in, it doesn't matter how brilliant it is. If it's too complicated to follow, if you're not a great leader, if you haven't built up rapport, if if they don't understand the hows and the whys of what they're doing, and then you you brought up getting to go to FAU and then working with different personalities and <clears throat> describe the difference, if you would, for people between the different sports and the different types of athletes, because I really do think, and, and football's unique because we all have, and other sports have the same thing where there's different positions within sports, but there is such a wide array of individuals in football from wide receivers to offensive linemen, And everything kind of in between those two, but other sports have unique personalities and are certain, and and some people would say like certain chemical dependent or driven, I guess, where you have some adrenaline driven, you have some dopamine driven, you have some folks that are like acetylcholine driven, and they're more steady Eddie, and they're driven toward that sport. Describe through your experiences, some of the different uh, personalities that you got to, got to see in the different sports.
1: Right. I think you brought up a great point, right? And that's a great question. I was surprised at how dedicated a lot of these athletes outside of football, right? Everyone really knows about the work ethic of football players and, you know, to a certain extent, basketball players, right? Because it's the two big professional sports, right? Um, and everybody understands the money that's on the line, whether you talk about college football or college basketball or the professional level. But to coach golfers at you know, 5.30 in the morning, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and to see them all show up, right, and all work hard at 5.30 was, like, really remarkable for me, you know, just to see how dedicated these other athletes, even though there wasn't necessarily going to be that professional chance for them to, right. to go out and make money, like, it, to, to still see them put in the work ethic and still care about their craft and, and you know, focus on the things that didn't necessarily translate directly to their game right? But were really important for their development as a person and as an athlete overall, right? When it came to being in the weight room and tucking in their shirt and showing up on time and helping their younger teammates, right? I think it really showed me that even though that, that prospect of being, you know, and it, it kind of falls into the same thing with like what, what we're doing now with being like in, in the social media game, right? It's like, you might not reach that celebrity status, you might not reach that professional status, right, that athlete status, but you can still put in the time, you can still work on your craft, you can still, you know, bring that intention that you need to bring every day to get a little bit better, right, so that you can be proud about, at the end of the day, and and be grateful that, you know, you did everything you could to continually improve, right, And and that was something that I really, I really took away from that experience. That and I realized that, you know, baseball players are some of the biggest savages. I thought football players were savages. Like I, baseball players are some of the biggest savages I've, I've ever met. <laughs> Getting those guys to focus in the weight room was impossible. You know? What is it? Screaming. Like, oh, my God. Like you want to talk about a bunch of, a bunch of. I mean, FAU had a really great baseball program too. Right. So I, those guys knew that they had a little bit of leeway. You know, I feel like the, the better the athlete and the better the team is, they know they can get away a little bit more, but. Uh, power cleans and jerking it and slamming it on the ground. You know, it was, it was fun to be around. Yeah, yeah there's something you know, you know in, the, in those weight rooms. Oh, there's
0: nothing better. There is for me. That was like the whole driving factor for me to even walk onto the Purdue football team was to get in their cool weight room. And now I went up there and the weight room that we used to work out in, which was gosh, it was like ten thousand square feet or something. They probably got twenty 000 to twenty-five thousand square feet. We shared ours, by the way, with all the other sports and they've got now like 20 to 25,000 square feet of dedicated football weightlifting. I mean, it is so advanced, high speed. You can measure force. Mm -hmm. You can measure wattage. You can measure bars, all these things. It's like, and it's got real time footage coming in through the racks. Like, Holy shit.
1: This is amazing. It's it's funny you brought that up because you know, coming from, I mean, Syracuse says, like a, a mid-tier Division one program, right? But we still had all the bells and whistles from, you know, having a, a huge endowment of being a private school and being in the Big East at the time. You know, we had 14,000 square feet, two floors. You know, all the hammer strike machines. You know, uh, logoed racks in the Syracuse orange and blue color, like everything you could have ever wanted. Going from that to FAU, which you know, we had just moved into Conference USA when they were part of the Sun Belt at right. the time, but they they were moved into Conference USA when I got there. I walked into the weight room there and there was nine squat racks, like three reverse hypers, a set, like a set of dumbbells up to 150, and then some stability balls and bands. And I I walk into the weight room, I'm like, okay, great. Like, this is legit like this is where the students work out It's like no this is for the athletes I mean, okay great so like the olympic sports like we had a weight room like that that they called average joes you know where like all the olympic <laughs> sports would work out at syracuse i was like where do like the football players train at they're like oh no everybody trains out of here i'm like how many how many varsity teams are there like 23 like you're telling me 23 programs 23 like different sports work out of this nine squat uh, rack facility like yeah i'm like all right well i guess i guess i'm gonna learn quite a bit on how to how to do a, a lot with a whole lot of little you know yeah. is a great <laughs> great opportunity but yeah, I, I, was, me... I was here we go we're gonna have to get real real creative here and we we certainly did
0: oh that's um, yeah you became, you became a group fitness instructor and you didn't even know it. setting so up oh,
1: chaos chaos in that weight room man and we did a lot of you know i, I I, again, I I feel very blessed that I, I fell into a lot of great opportunities. I got very lucky early out of my career to learn from a lot of people. And the head strength coach at FAU, his name was, at the time, was Chuck Loby. He used to be the, uh, he was the GA under Cal Dietz. I don't know if you know who Cal yeah. is. He's, oh, yeah. yeah, the guy that created triphasic training. So he was there the whole time Cal was creating triphasic, and that's what we ran at FAU. Uh, before he got the FIU, he's with the Tampa Bay Lightning, so you know as a head strength coach there. So I got to learn, you know, under Chuck, and and that was great. But I mean, man, you want to talk about a lot of moving parts. We were, you know, having people, you know, squat and deadlift and bench press, and then go on to uh, what's called French contrast training, right? So like uh, like loaded plyometrics, unloaded plyometrics, yeah. loaded plyometrics. Like, I mean, it was a madhouse in the, in that weight room of just moving parts. It was like a clock, you know, and. Yeah. Everything was off the stopwatch. It was, it was incredible. Holy crap. You You had to work your ass ass off in there. there. I I would imagine it was like 10, 12 hour hour days getting all those
0: athletes through there.
1: Yeah. 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. man, you know, it was, it was, but I got thrown right into the fire. Right. I, I I learned a lot in, in two years and yeah, you know, learned a lot about programming, learned even more about how to be a professional, how to handle a large group of people. Right. Which is great now in case I, you know, I when I lived in Miami, I was doing you know group fitness events upwards of a hundred people. So, you know, being able to control those after you know going into a, a weight room situation where we'd have you know eighty to a hundred swimmers or forty to fifty football players at a time, it's like, oh, okay, I can handle this. You know, this is not no problem. We'll, we'll be able to get through this. <laughs> yeah, we'll be able yeah. to get through this. No problem. Um, so it was great, man.
0: So. I want to go back to something that you hit on because I think this is super important. And, and it's, you mentioned it a little bit and what we're doing and our lives and you got a kid coming. And this is the one thing that I want to give my boys. And I think you hit on it when you're talking about the golfers coming in at five, five 30 in the morning and turning their butts off and working on their craft. And they don't have the opportunity. They're not going to be professionals, right? They're not going to the next level, but you can still take pride in your work. You can still show up every day and be present. And the, the thing I like to use with my kids is, look, we take it seriously, but it's not that serious at the end of the day, because I want them to have the balance between take the pressure off. It's not that serious overall. Like that we get caught up in the day-to-day and grinding and got it serious and I got to struggle my way through this. But at the end of the day, it ain't that serious. We're all going to die, right? So, but, <laughs> but... And and no matter what you achieve in life, no matter what legacy you leave behind, you're still going to die. So Mm -hmm. calm the fuck down would be like kind of my message to my kids. I don't tell them in in so many words. But to back that out, because I think to be fulfilled, you have to push. You have to strive. You have to try to become an expert or be extremely proficient in, in an area. Did those kids just show up with that? Or was that something that we talked about in the weight room and that you, you tried to impart to them and the coaching staff was like, Hey, I know you're not going anywhere because I did, there were kids and and I think. In our football team, one of my coaches described it as like every organization, doesn't matter where it's at, it's split into thirds. Like the top third's always going to give you their best because that's all they know. The middle third's right. going to kind of go where the momentum is. So if you're winning, they're going to be right on board with the, the top third. And then you got the bottom third who like life's hard for them. And they're always going to try to drag people down. They're always going to look for a way to skirt out of work and not show up on time and come up with BS excuses. How do you, how do you coach now? How did you coach then to that bottom third to try to give them the systems, the tools, the habits or whatever, to put them up into at least the middle category, if not get them up into the top?
1: Well, I think it's number one, it's all about perspective, right? You kind of touched on that when you're, when you talk about how finite the amount of time we have on on this planet is, right? It's like, you Know when I was talking to the athletes, I'm like, listen, you know, if you're a freshman, you got three and a half more years, probably, right? If you're a sophomore, you really got two and a half more years. If you're a senior, like, this is it, man. Like, you know, after this, it's it's over with, right? It's done. Like you're, you know, you can go the real world starts. To you want, but you're gonna go have to find a job, you know, and, and with that comes the same type of pressure, right? In a different force, but the same type of pressure that you're feeling now, right? With Your time management with, you know, what you want to put your time into, how much focus you want to do, the intent behind that focus, right? So it was like, you committed to this, right? You wanted to be a part of this, be a part of it, right? Absorb all of it, you know, absorb the 5.30 a.m. workouts, you know? Now with my clients, I'm like, you bought into my program, right? You wanted to you know, join, you wanted to lose weight, you wanted to get stronger, you wanted to feel better get more mobile, right? Dive headfirst into it, right? Yeah, it's kind of scary. Yeah, there's a lot of what ifs. There's a lot of what ifs in every aspect of it, you know? That what if, that risk that you're taking, right, shouldn't stop you from continuing down that path, Right? All the good things that happens in anybody's life, right? We talked about it on, on the podcast with you, right? Came because you took big risks, right? Because you decided yes. to, even though that that risk was there, you decided to continue down the path regardless, right? And and yep. with hard work, with positive intention, right? Mm-hmm. Knowing that you're going to struggle, knowing that there are going to be hardships, knowing that every day isn't going to be your best day, but you're going to put forth your best effort regardless of those you know, poor performances or, or, you know, shortcomings, you'll be able to continue to refine your your process, you'll be able to refine your abilities, so that each day can be a little better, right? And as long as you're getting a little better every day, over the course of the year, over the, you know, for the athletes over the course of the semester, you're gonna get a lot better, you know, you're gonna get a whole lot better, you know, and again, it's not going to be linear, but It shouldn't be linear because if it was linear. Everybody would want to do it. And, and, you know, then you would you wouldn't have that top third. Right. You want to get to the top third. You got to push through, you know, that ceiling that you think exists, but doesn't really. It's all between your between your ears. Once you push through that, you know, something clicks in your head and, and, you know, you can really make that shift and, and plow through what you need to do. I like that. And I like the concept that you
0: gave to the golfers. Like, look, you wanted to be a part of this, be a part of this, be all Mm -hmm. a part of this, absorb it, take it all in. And yeah, it's hard. Everything's hard, right? At some point, everything is hard until it's not hard anymore. Change Mm -hmm. is hard. Getting your body to do something that it hasn't done in a long time. It's hard to learn new processes, new habits, new skills that help, Take us in the direction of that goal, but everything's going to be that way. And then in the health world, right? Everybody wants to get healthy to feel better now. But I think the reason to really get healthy is to feel better down the road. So we don't have to do this when we're not capable of doing this, when we don't have the stamina or the energy or our joints don't feel good enough to be able to do this. Like you got to put yourself in a great position now and learn these skills and habits and behaviors on a daily basis that way when we're 50 60 70 and it hurts like hell your habits just carry you through those mornings and get you to the good stuff
1: Mm -hmm. well it's never it's never going to get easy right like the (laughs) the earlier the, the earlier you can start the stuff the better right not only because you don't lose all that time you know like so when I, when I talk to people who are thinking about joining my program, they're like, well, you know, maybe I'll wait like three to six months. I'm like, well, what's going to change in those three to six months if you wait? Like, what, uh, what are you going to really be able to do on your own that you haven't already accomplished before, right? Like, are, right. are you going to go through this big life lifestyle change or are you just going to continue to do the things you're going to continue to do and be in the same exact spot, but realistically worse off because now you just wasted three to six months? Or you're gonna just start it now, jump head first into it, right? Take that risk, and understand that I'm there for you, right? I'm there to make sure that you don't make the same mistakes that I made growing up. That's like a, a heavier set kid, and you know, right. having to battle, you know, the eating habits that I, you know, had to battle as a uh, coming from a low income family and you know, not cooking food at home, having to learn to cook food on my own. Like all these things are 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 difficult, right? But it, yes. again, to your point. It's not as difficult as having a $30,000 hospital bill because you had a heart attack, you know, right, and then having to overcome that or it's not as difficult as gaining another 20 pounds and then having 40 pounds to lose instead of 20. Pounds, you know, yep. just start now, start now and be intentional with it. And I promise you, you know, three months from now, six months from now, a year from now, you're going to be in a completely different place maybe that should be their answer to you. What's going to change in six months? And they should say, well, I'm, I'm really looking for a more
0: dramatic before and after. So
1: yeah. Hey, yeah. I know, heard, I know that. Hey, listen, as long as you're going to work with me, the better, the dramatic, the more people that'll come and, and work with me. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. But you know, it's true though. Like uh, it, it, it always blows my own mind when, and I, I think a lot of it comes down to, you know, people don't feel confident in themselves. Right. Like, you have a lot of great testimonials. I have a lot of great testimonials. Like the things we do work for a wide array of people. But at the end of the day, I feel like a lot of people who don't take that leap, don't take that risk, right? Feel like they are not worthy of that change. They are not yeah. capable of that change, right? And if we can help people make that shift to be like, listen, you are capable of these things. You can wake up early and get your workout in. You can cook food at home it doesn't have to be expensive for you, right? We will find a way to make these things work for your lifestyle and fit your schedule, but you have to be ready to make that change, right? You have to believe in yourself first and foremost so that we can overcome these obstacles that are 1000% going to come your way.
0: I like this. It's never gonna get easier. It's And it's true. It's not going to get easier. The older you get, the more ingrained your habits get, the harder they become to break. It's like a kid learning a language early on or learning a new skill early on. They don't even have to think to learn it. But the older you get, the longer time goes, the more ingrained you are in your habits, the more you drive by Taco Bell on the way home from work and stop because it's like Pavlov's dog. It just the bell rings like ding. Okay. I'll go get my five pack and a burrito Supreme on the way home. It's like, no, 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 no. We have the earlier, the better. It never gets easier. I love those concepts and you're right. The, the pushback, I don't think ever comes from you, the coach, right? It's not, it's not that they don't trust you. They see the results that other people are getting. It really comes down to the individual's lack of trust in themselves and their own failures that they've taken on before or their own times that they've given up on a goal that they've had. And so really the obstacle is their selves or themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a really hard obstacle to overcome because, I mean, let's face it, you can't motivate somebody to wake up and do what they need to do every single day of the week. It's the more clients you have, the more attention you've got to spread around. If you can't wake up with inspiration, motivation, trying to attack your goals. So let me ask you that. How do you, I, I find one of the challenges just keeping people with their eyes on the prize. Like, oh yeah, shit. I forgot that I was supposed to be trying to get healthy today. It's like, Jesus, you just signed up a week ago. <laughs>
1: I'm like, How do we forget already? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, I've, I've had some clients like, like one weekend, they're like, Oh, I missed two out of the four workers. So I'm like, how did you, we j- like, you just signed up on Friday, it's now <laughs> Wednesday. Like, so you missed Monday and Tuesday. Like, we, okay, let's, let's get real Like, why, why did you do this in the first place? Right. Because you wanted to make a dramatic change in your life. You wanted to start investing in your own health, right. And, and pouring more into yourself so that the times where you need to give to other people, you can actually give back to the way you want to, right? And, and again, a lot of it does come down to how people feel about themselves and how confident they are in their actions, right? I think a lot of the times when we aren't taking care of ourselves, we, and, and, you know, you know, as a father, as a husband, right? Like you're constantly giving to other people. If you don't take that time for yourself, and then you're give, 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 give for, you know, a week, a month, a year, without doing something for yourself, then you start to really regret and resent giving to your kids, giving to your wife, giving to your family, giving to your community, because you're like, well, I have to do all this stuff while I can't do the things I need to do for myself. It's like, no, you're choosing not to do the things for yourself, right? And that's lead and that regret and not investing in yourself is now leading to resentment and giving to other people, right? Just decide that you're gonna take care of yourself, right? make that choice for yourself. And then I promise you that shift, that click will happen in your head. And you'll be like, oh, I get to do these things for other people. I I now seek out those opportunities because I I know I can handle, I can take care of myself. I can take care of my kids. I can help my wife overcome these things or my girlfriend, right? Or I can help other people in my community, you know, make these changes themselves because I've learned I can do it internally, you know?
0: Yeah, that's brilliant. I think that's brilliant. And and I do find that a lot of the clients that I have are really empathetic people and they put everybody else before themselves, even in their own life. And And what I try to stress is those people that you're taking care of, they really want you to take care of yourself and they need yes. you to take care of yourself. So you can give more and you are more present when you're you're there given more and it's it's a really unique and it's a i i admire the personality type that comes to me because i wish i felt as much as they feel because i i do feel like there's a lot of empathy that comes from those folks and it's it's a really beautiful thing but it's it is hard to get them to understand that you have to carve out time for yourself and really i think that's the one of the most fundamental things that you can do for yourself is prioritize your sleep. That's taking care of yourself. That's self-care going on a walk and practicing mindfulness. That's just, it's really simple, but it is self-care and it's carving out little pockets of safety for yourself, little moments in time that you can just breathe and worry about yourself. And then you can give more because if not, you're like that. Michelle Silverstein book The Giving Tree, where you're just left as a stump and you have nothing left to give,
1: and you've worn yourself right. down,
0: and it's a bad place. How do they receive?
1: Somebody ask you, how do they receive that? Right, you know, because obviously you're helping people make dramatic, I mean, some serious changes yeah. with their weight and in their lifestyle. Man, you know, you're a lot of the people you work with are, are pretty heavy set, you know, and whether mm-hmm. it's you know their own shortcomings or, or the lifestyle that they grew up in, right? And it's great to see that they're making a change, but how, when you have to have that conversation with them, you know, which I'm, I'm sure happens pretty quickly and right. early on in, in the program, right? How do they receive that? And, and what type of information do they give back to you on, you know, what's holding them back from actually doing that for themselves?
0: Yeah, I think one of the things when it when it comes to that for me is they're looking almost for permission to take care of themselves. And a big part of it too is, to get the team on board. So whatever team they have, their family, their wife, their husband, their, their kids, to really go and ask for permission. Hey, I'm trying to do this. Will you support me through this process? Because you know, change is hard, not only for the individual, change is hard for the people around them too. Even for my wife, when I got done playing ball, I was 295 pounds and she liked it me as a big man. And I think part of it was because <laughs> relatively once I think she felt safe, she liked the strength. She liked, you know, when we walked into a room, people noticed us because I was so big. And then I think she liked the relative size difference, right? So she felt daintier next to a large man. And then when I started losing weight, it was like, uh, I don't know. And she was, she was really cool. And she's always been really understanding, but at some point it got too small and she's like, all right, Nick, this is too much. You're down to 202 pounds. I'm not really into this. Can you put some weight back on? But, and that's like, I did get on the extreme side and I didn't look great, but I know there's others that get sabotaged by their spouse who doesn't really want them to change or their kids who are like, come on, dad, let's do what we used to do instead of supporting the goal and the cause. And a lot of it just comes down to communication going, hey, I have, to, I have to do a better job of taking care of myself. And that's, I think the hardest part is to be really honest with the ones you love and the ones that you've been giving to for so long to go, hey, I've got to be a little bit more selfish right now. And I need to take care of me so I can be around to watch you. So the selfishness is going to come back to you. And it's a funny thing to say, self-care is selfish. When in reality, everybody needs to be doing certain things throughout a day to just make sure we're in a good place. And if not, I mean, I think so many of the issues come down to like time management, dealing with stress properly anxiety, and we're doing, we're living in this world that is like chaotically fast and just driven, driven, driven. And then nobody ever carves out time for themselves to kind of old school, slow down, sit on the back porch and be bored. Like that, mm-hmm. that's self care, you know, and we've right. forgotten all about that.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, that's part of the reason we moved to Puerto Rico, right? right? Was to get. I mean, we lived on South Beach for eight years. <laughs> you want to talk about craziness, like warp speed. Ins- any anything you want to do at any point in any day, like you can go out and do it. And we were like, <laughs> I've just had enough of this, right? We want We want to be able to just. I mean, now it's like. All we hear, they have like these little frogs called kokis, And all we do is hear those at night. We're like, oh, my God, it feels so good just to be able to listen to those and like the rain and and not have to listen to cars or or any of that stuff. But, you know, back to your point, a lot of it, you are talking about carving out time. I like to say, you know, setting boundaries, right? Like, and and being firm to those boundaries, you know, like, listen, I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. I'm going to go, you know, we live pretty extreme lifestyles. My my girlfriend and I. I mean, we're up at 4 a.m. We go to bed at 8 8:30 normally, and people are, you know, my clients are texting me. You know, I'm getting DMs. My you know my co host is trying to call me. I'm like, listen, you know, my phone is on bedtime mode. Like, there is zero percent chance after 8:30 I'm picking up the phone. You know, I'm sticking I'm sticking to that boundary because I know 4 a.m. 4:30 is going to you know roll around real soon. And if I'm groggy, I'm not going to be able to do the things I need to do before I start, you know, taking out of my clients or start doing podcasts, you know. And, and that time from you know 4:30 to 5:30 is a time where you know she goes for her run and I'm sitting down having a cup of coffee and just like relaxing. 5:30 to 6:30 I work out and then you know we walk the dogs and then we start our day together for a couple hours before, you know, I get into my work day. And without that time, right, without being firm to those boundaries, you know, we would just like you were saying, we would go so fast and then bedtime would come around and we would not have any time for each other, right? Or I wouldn't have any time for myself. She wouldn't have the time to go out her runs and, and to do what she wanted to do. You know, and I think if more people understood, and I really like the saying, you know, discipline equals freedom, you know, set a schedule, be firm to that schedule, be disciplined in that schedule. And you actually become more free because not only do you know, what you're supposed to be doing and when you're supposed to be doing it, which takes away that, that thought process, right? Of like, Oh, I feel like I'm forgetting some things or, you know, I don't know what I should be doing right now. No, look at my calendar. Okay. I know what I'm doing, hit it and run, right. Be intentional with that time be disciplined. Like if I have an hour to do the podcast with you for this hour, I'm solely focused on doing a podcast, right? If I'm talking to my client for half an hour in a coaching call, I'm not looking at my phone, at the DMs I'm getting, or the text message. I'm focused on helping my client for that 30 minutes, you know, realize their potential, you know, and I think if you can do that, then you don't have to waste a lot of time, right, which actually frees up a lot more of your time to be able to enjoy the things like you were saying, sitting on the back porch and just listen to the peace and quiet instead of having to be like, well, I need a Texas person because I forgot to do it, or, you know, I got to answer this email, like, no, you you set aside time or you made time for half an hour in the morning or in the middle of your day to answer all your emails. It's done. You know, you're done with it. You move on with your day, you know? And and like you said, if you can, if you can manage your time better and you can set these boundaries, you know, you'll be able to accomplish a lot more. Right. And I think a a big part, and I know I'm kind of rambling on here, but I know a, a big part of it, you know, people are afraid to set these boundaries because they think that people won't respect their boundaries. It's like well, if you're firm on them, people will people will respect them, and then they'll actually have more respect for you, right? Because you're not allowing them to steamroll you all day long, you know. And I, I think that you know, if you can, like you like you said, manage your time better, set these boundaries, and and hold firm to them, like it's a game changer for for a lot of people. That is awesome.
0: Yeah, now I'm all fired up. I, I do. And yeah, I have. I have. Been, I I have been doing better with my schedule and have been better with boundaries because. I know I look rough and tumble on the outside, but I'm, like, really soft. <laughs> I think that's why I have all the tattoos is because I didn't want everybody Same. in the NFL. Yeah, yeah I didn't, you Same know, I didn't want day. everybody yeah. to know that I was actually a lover. And it's was like, no, look at this scary guy. It's like, I'm not
1: scary. Not I feel wrong. like most linemen are, though, man. You know, like, all, all, my, all my favorite people in football are linemen. They're the biggest teddy bears I've ever met. You know, they're, oh, yeah. they're awesome people.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you. Tell me about your clients now. What kind of program are you giving them and is it you just go from there? And I want to see what who's coming to you, who's seeking out Josh Evans.
1: Yeah, I I appreciate the platform, man. Thank you uh, for the opportunity. Uh, So I have this new program I released about a month, month and a half ago called Active Made Easy. Really for those high achievers, those people who are real short on time, who, you know, kind of like yourself are running businesses or are you know, high-level CEOs or executives with families, with a spouse. Most, most of my clients are male, although I do have a couple of females who you know, are, are looking to simplify the actions that you really need to take in your day-to-day life in order to facilitate that transformation at the beginning of your, your fitness journey. right? For a lot of people, they and this is what I really feel blessed to have been able to learn over 12 years in the industry. Right. And, and having learned and from, from so many different types of people is that we tend to convolute the things we tend, we tend to make it more difficult for ourselves and it really needs to be, you know, and you really, and I was talking to one of my clients the other day and they're like, well, I think I need to, you know, be focusing on supplements and I need to be focusing on, you know, like, uh, what we're exactly doing in the work. I'm like, no, 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 you're missing the point. The big rocks are not, you know, whether you're doing burpees and power cleans back to back, you know, which we don't do in the program anyway, we focus more on body weight and kettlebell, but it's about like you were saying, did you get to sleep on time? Did you, are you consistent with your sleep schedule? Are you eating, you know, the appropriate amount of food that you need to be eating? Right. I'm not big on tracking calories. I focus more on portion control. Like, are you controlling the amount of portions or are you mindlessly just shoving food in your face? Right. right? Are, are you working out at the time? You said you were going to work out three to four days a week, or are you allowing your day to get ahead of yourself? And again, not, not setting those boundaries and not putting yourself in front of, you know, your work schedule and, and in front of what other people expect of you. Are you meditating, right? Are you taking time for your mental health? Are you taking time for mobility and are you taking time to decompress at the end of the day? You know, so all of those things are really what we focus on. I know it sounds like a lot, but the approach that I take with people allows it to, to fit into their schedule in a way where like, okay, we set your, we set your sleep routine, right? What are the things you're going to do at nighttime each and every time? Three to four things, right? You're going to stick to those three to four things. We'll refine them over time. What are the three to five things that you're going to do each and every morning, right? Big glass of water. I have a morning mobility routine I get to give them for 10 minutes so that they can you know get their body moving with some low intensity, high quality, you know, basically joint range of motion. stuff. So what time are you gonna work out at? 40 to 45 minute workout, you don't really need more than that, especially when you're first starting out. You know, right. everyone tries to be you, right? They try to be the professional athlete that trains for two hours yeah. a day. You don't need that. You don't need, you that. Don't need, that. You don't need that. 40 you don't to need 45 that. minutes tops. Mm-hmm. 40 to 45 minute stops. get in, do what you need to do. Stay off your phone. Don't talk to other people. Get the work in, you know, focus on the quality of your form and get out, you know. Schedule your work day right? So that you're able to like put it in your phone and stick to that, right? That's the time that you can pick up your phone so that you can, you know, focus on the things you need to do through your workday. So when you're out of work, you can go home. You do what I call a, a self-care routine, right? Like a 10 minute decompression, stretching, breathing, Uh, video that I that I give my clients decompress from the workday right because your workout and your workday are stresses you know I don't want you to feel stressed at home when you're being with your family so take the time do it with your kids do it with your wife you know decompress bring yourself back into the parasympathetic state that more rest or digest portion of our nervous system right Right. so that you can relax and, and be intentional with your kids be intentional with your partner you know enjoy being home instead of worrying about what you have to do the next day, you know, so, so we go through all that, right, it, you know, but it, again, it really comes down to like mastering your schedule, mastering your routines, setting your intentions, and then sticking to what you say you're going to do, you know, we focus on all that stuff in the active made easy program so that, you know, people can understand and learn that it's a lot easier than they think it is to, to get back to where they want to be.
0: And I love how you described it as the big stones versus the little stones. Well, what supplement should I be on? What what type of program am I gonna be on? What are oh, my okay. macronutrients? What are the ratios? Like, who gives a shit? It really doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Rest well. Should I
1: take vegan protein, pea protein, or whey protein? Like, I don't care. Can you eat protein? Like, that's what matters to me. Like, eat pro eat more protein, drink more water, work out. You know? That's choice. it. That's it. Oh. And
0: it's, and and I love that you say that because you can get into these. And I think the world that we're in now, everyone wants to be so nuanced and, and so like niched that we go down these strange rabbit holes. And yeah, for, and, and not even for like, honestly, the professional athlete, because there were 53 of us in a locker room and we all did the same damn program. And that was from mm-hmm. linemen to defensive backs and and wide receivers and kickers. It didn't freaking matter. It's like, we all ran the same program. And so when people come and they're like, well, I want it tailored to me. I'm like, okay, yeah, it's tailored right to you. <laughs> you right. know, it's like, what, what do you mean you want it tailored to you? It's like, where are yeah. you on this fitness journey? Because when we're talking about what, what they see and the margins that they're going for, because they've got i mean you don't have to get marginal until you get to Olympic weightlifting status, or I know you'' you're that you're going for a damn gold medal. I wasn't even going for a gold medal. I just needed to have a requisite mass and strength that mm-hmm. could allow me to do the other parts of the job, so it's like, well, what are you trying to achieve? Are you going for Mr. Olympia or Mrs. Olympia or? Do you right. want general health? Because I, that's it. And I love the word you use. We're getting so convoluted. We've lost context for what you, the normal person or the CEO that wants health and wants to look better, feel better, perform better. It's like, it doesn't have to be incredibly dialed. It just right. has well, to be enough to get you moving. And the foundational stuff that you talk about, the yeah. movement The drinking water in the morning, getting a little movement exercise, a little meditation, setting time for your workout, 40 minutes, 45, bang it out. Get the hell out of there. Don't loiter. Don't let it last two hours. And then when you come home, I love the thought of the decompression as you're re-entering into out of the workspace, get back into that parasympathetic state. And so we can relax and enjoy our life. It's like, we don't Mm -hmm. have to be as, running as hot as we were at work for those eight to 12 hours or whatever, and then come home and do the same thing until 8 p.m. It's just completely unnecessary.
1: Yeah. I I couldn't tell you the, the type of feedback I've gotten from the people I've been working with, you know, since I, since I launched the program on that, that one specific 10, 10 minutes, you know, that they give themselves at the end of the day. And the fact that, you know, again, I work with a lot of, a lot of guys that have families and the fact that their kids are now incorporating it into their like they love spending time with dad or with mom you know on the ground doing all that stuff they like you know I was always like let them make fun of you let them do a little bit of it you know it's as you know right your boys are probably parroting everything that you enjoy right so you're able to teach them these healthy habits and you know I want to kind of bring back that point of like what you were saying about you know why are why do people join your program why do they join my program in the first place right is it I feel like as people go through this workout, this fitness journey, they, they lose sight of of why they started something in the first place. Did you begin this journey so that you could become the best exerciser known to man, you know, or did you do it so that you could feel better, move better, be more confident in yourself, be healthier, be around longer, right. And show the other people in your life that it's possible to do the things that you set out to accomplish. Right. So that, you know, if you want to go, my big thing is I don't want you to become the best workout. Leave that to me, right? That's what I've been doing for years. Like I'll I'll perfect the movement, right? What I want you to do is be able to utilize these workouts or utilize my programs in order to then impact the things that you love to do in life. If you like to kayak, I want you to be able to kayak for longer, right? If you like to, you know, play catch with your sons, I want you to be able to play catch for 10 hours if you want to without feeling like, oh God, my, you know, my elbow, yeah. like, I don't think I'm going to be able to do, and then I want you to be able to do it tomorrow and the next day and the next day, like, that's the purpose of these programs, not so that you can, you know, become the best person at deadlifting, right? Unless you want to be a professional player. <laughs> Unless power that's your goal. Like, hey, cool. yeah. Right. But I highly doubt that that's why you joined this program, right? This program wasn't made for that. You know, I'm not really that. you know, I used to powerlift back in the day, but. I'm not doing that anymore, so you're not coming to me for that, right? You're coming to me so that you can make an impact in your daily life, right? Focus on those things, right? Instead of like, well, you know, I feel like we're doing a lot of lunges in the program. Like, yeah, okay, that's fine. You know, you're walking, so lunches are good are good for you, like, <laughs> you. You know, we're gonna do a lot of lunches. Expect a lot of single leg stuff. Like, expect a lot of lower but Well, like, can we do? You know, I want to work my chest more. Like, well, is your chest gonna help you lose more weight? I don't necessarily think that that's the answer right like like we'll do some push-ups we'll do some bench press but you know let's focus on these big habits like you were saying like we were talking about the big rocks Mm -hmm. right that that really matter instead of like like, well we're doing four sets do you think we can do five sets like no (laughs) (laughs) it's not that important if you you want to do five five, go go ahead. ahead go ahead yeah go ahead but you know, I don't. I don't really think we need to be worrying about that. If you want to do it, go for it. But did you drink water? No, I didn't drink. Okay, focus on drinking water. You know, yeah. did you go to bed on time? No. Focus on put your phone down. Go to bed on time. Yeah. How much <laughs> alcohol are
0: you drinking? Right? It's like you people get and so, he so caught up. It gets so caught up in so many things, and it's like, oh, I'm gluten intolerant. I'm. It's like got all these issues. Dairy intolerant, whatever it is. I don't know what everyone's got something. But then it's like, well, how much alcohol do you drink on the weekend? You know, how much, you know, it's like, let's move the big things out of the way. So the other things we can take care of pretty easily. So I love it. Josh, this yeah. has been super engaging,
1: man. I I've really yeah, I appreciate it, man. I love talking to you. I love talking to you. It's been great. Yeah. Well, we'll do Thank it again. You. Yeah, for sure, man. Anytime, you know, I'll have you back on the podcast. Anytime you want me to come on or you want to do an Instagram live or something, I'd be, I'd be down to do that as well.
0: Perfect, thank, thank you. Where can people find you
1: it. and Let's learn you more about act uh, easy. easy? I, I love, love the name, too. Hey, man, that's what it's all about, right? Getting, yeah. making, making sure that it's easy for people to get more active in life, right? That's really what I, I want it to be about. Uh, if you want to reach out to me, you know, I'll answer any and all DMs or, or comments or anything that you have. You can find me on all social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, at Coach Josh Evans. Pretty easy to find me. Straightforward,
0: at Coach Josh Evans. Josh, thank you. you. That was super,
1: super super fun talking talking to you. you. I love
0: love picking picking your brain. brain.
1: Thanks, Nick. Yeah, I appreciate it. Anytime. All All right, right, buddy. Keep keep doing great things. things. Changing the world. Yeah, thank you. You too, man. Looking forward to seeing what, what we both have in store for the future. Yeah, exactly, exactly right. right. Hey, and
0: good, good luck with, with the baby. baby.
1: Thank you, man. Thank you. I might be picking yes. your brain on that too, since you got two boys. Hey, okay. I, th- hey, I think I got one on the way. Let's fingers crossed. Oh, oh super, super cool. Super cool. Well
0: we'll uh send yeah. good yeah. blessings for
1: babe's health, mom's health,
0: and of course your health and wisdom that you're gonna provide. So
1: thank <laughs> you, brother. All right. Appreciate it, Nick. Talk All to right. you later. Bye. Bye, Bye Josh. Josh. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Believe Network.